visiting us again for the first time. We are just grateful that you are in our midst. I happen to be one of the leaders in this church. Amen. I love my country. You hate me, I love what? I do not profess doom over my country. But I have no allegiance to my government. Someone are right. start the politics today. No, no, no. <laughs> I want you to understand the point. When you get born again, you are transferred from one kingdom to the other. The Bible says you have been set free from the dominion of the kingdom of darkness you have been transferred and translated into the kingdom of God you have a king over your life this king did not just rescue you he bought you you were a slave in the kingdom of darkness but through the redeeming blood of Jesus you were purchased when you buy something it belongs to you so we were singing you were bought with a high Price. You belong to whomever bought you. And in this case, it's Jesus. And he happens to be a king. The king. He happens to be the creator of all things. For by him all things were made. Things visible and invisible. Whether thrones, powers or dominions. Things in heaven and earth. And earth below. He happens to be the one who sustains everything by the power of his will. Not only does he sustain everything in purchasing you, he took your place in the judgment of God when you deserved hell and punishment. He became your atoning sacrifice. He was punished in your place. He was like those parents that see a car coming at a high speed and her daughter or her son runs into the street. And this mother ran into the, this 
oncoming traffic and takes the child out of the harm's way. Unfortunately, the car hits her. It's like that woman who ran into a burning house. And she took her infant child whilst burning herself covered the child with the blanket and threw the child out through the window but herself was burnt to third degree burnt and the child despised her for the bends. The bends made her so ugly it was difficult to behold her. And every time the child says, I don't want to be see you in public because you embarrass me. But she doesn't know. She owes her existence to those wounds. To those burning scars. We are here because of those Jesus Christ's wounds. When we say who wants to be born again that are attractive to you today. You can choose other mediators. You can choose Amazos if you choose. You can choose Shembe if you choose. You can choose whomever you decide will make you look better here on earth. But you are here by the grace of God through the finished work of the cross of Jesus by the blood and the wounds of Jesus. That's where my allegiance is. The government does not make me look better. They didn't die for me on the cross. My culture does not make me better. It came after the fall. Jesus was there. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. Before there was a culture. You can choose culture. I choose Jesus. Because it was formulated by a fallen man. This man, in Genesis chapter 6, it says, And the inclinations of the heart of man and his thoughts were always towards evil and wickedness. In his formulation of his culture, he wants to oppress others. Mm. 
in his culture, he dethrones God to bring creation as God. You can choose that one. Me. I choose the one. He doesn't change. Jesus. The same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. Culture. Ah, you know that COVID they changed. Our culture. Hey, did you toy toy like you? Litibetiba to Mahabolu na in the name of culture, but COVID haita, you didn't do anything. COVID came. There'll be no tibellos Didn't COVID tell you? COVID told you. You won't go and slaughter for your ancestors. You won't go to the funerals and pour libations. You chased your own kids, your own siblings, your own families in the name of culture. I choose Jesus. Because any given day, he is willing to accept whoever comes to him. As a matter of fact, he even calls them. Come, ye who are weary. And have Bona, Sangoma has who beat Waikisa But Jesus, He says, I can see you are carrying heavy. You are heavy laden. It's tough. Jesus, come. Mm. And then, after you've gone to the Sangoma, and they have finished you. You know when they say they strengthen you. Bautisa. That's strengthening you. Next year. Anointing Yabonayabuloi has lost. You have to go again. And perchance. Hope that there's not another one. The new one. Who is better than the last one. Because I'm from there. We change them every year because that one tied the last year. This year we need a new one, a stronger one. But this Jesus, he says, Me, you don't have to change me. You don't have to worry about the power going down next year. No, my power, the blood of Jesus, never loses power. Jesus, when you try to call, Jesus says, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. You don't have to try him and not find him. All I'm saying to you is, 
choose what you want it's your life it will be you in hell it will be in heaven it's your choice Don't do things like you are doing anyone a favor. Going to hell is like going to the toilet. Nobody goes on your behalf. I'm sure you get the point, right? I was not I was not preaching. I was We all good. We can start preaching now. Right? We are just talking. Remember we are talking about idolatry. But because this week we had a an evangelism a week workshop. So we agreed that we will pause our a series so that today we can talk a little bit about evangelism. So we just want to cover key points of evangelism. We won't tell you methods. We want to cover the heart of it. You're looking good, by the way. So, Bazalan, There is a story in the book of Matthew 21. I'm going to try and run through the thoughts. We covered a lot of things, but I'm just going to try and put those things into one sermon for today. It says in Matthew 21, I'm reading from verse 28. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first one and said, "Son, go and work today in the vineyard." "I will not," he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Another version says he repented. Verse 8. Then the father went to the other son and said to the and said the same thing. He answered, "I will," but he did not. Which of the two did what his father wanted? Jesus asked them. They answered, the first one. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Did you hear that? He's basically saying you were supposed to enter first. But based on your attitude, they are entering before you. Hold the thought. Let's go to Luke chapter Nine. Luke chapter 9, we'll just read uh, maybe two verses and then go to chapter 10. Luke chapter 9 says, when, from verse 1, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them authority and power and authority. He gave them what? Power and authority. To drive out demons and to do what? To cure diseases. And what did he do after that? He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. And to heal the the sick. What did he give them first? Power and authority. Hold the thought. We are in Luke chapter 9. So we go to Luke chapter 10. From verse 1. After this, the Lord appointed the 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of 
him to every town and place he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandal, and do not greet anyone, and so on and so forth. You know the story, right? Hallelujah. And then he says, if they reject you in a town, what must you do? Verse 11, even the, the, you, you, the kingdom of God has come to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I get it. And then we go. Verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. But even, in other words, there were things they were expecting to submit to them. But there are things that they were not like, hey, this one. But they say, even demons submit. Are you there? Let's go to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3, let's read from verse 15. It says, Jesus went up, let's take it from verse 13. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. Verse 14. He appointed the twelve that they may do what? Be with him and what? That he might send them out to preach. And to do what? To have authority to drive out demons. Are you there? Yeah. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter what? Okay. Remind me. Thank you. Chapter 4 verse 20. First Corinthians 4 verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. You hear that? They said, the kingdom of God has, when you preach, tell them the kingdom of God has come to you. Are you there, saints? Then you can go and read Matthew 4 and all the other uh, scriptures. Okay, let's just read this one quickly. In Acts chapter 10. Verse 36 to 38. Acts chapter 10, 36. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace. Announcing the good news is announcing the gospel. You know... What has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus was a man. And he needed the anointing of God. Remember, he was fully man and fully but as a man to operate legally on earth as God's representative 
He had to have the Spirit of God descend upon him. So now it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and what? And with power. And how this Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. So you must understand that everything that I'm going to say is a summary of things that you should know. If you don't know them, you have to change your ways about what you think you are doing. So let's start off here. There are two sons. One promises to obey and he doesn't. The other one says he won't obey but he does. And then the Bible says what matters is not what you declared. Is what you did. So as a child of God to profess Jesus to even agree with the ideology of obeying him you have not obeyed until you have obeyed. So when God says to us Go and preach the gospel. When you have sent money, you have done well. Because you have enabled the gospel. But God is not rewarding money, is rewarding the doer of the word. So how so we the money that's the one that went. Are you there? Therefore, you are still walking in disobedience. Because the Bible says when he comes, we are all in line for a reward. But this reward, he says, he says, behold, I'm coming back and my reward is in my hands. I will reward everyone according to what they have done. Not what they agreed with. Not what they supported. But what they have are you there, Bazalan? So now, churches think we are growing. We are not growing. We are just involved in idolatry of self preservation. You'll be shocked. If you can ask them who was born again here or. A lot of people here come from other churches. Which means they came here born again. Which means the harvest field itself still lacks workers. Because how we are timunya mudimuman. If you are going to the field, but they are ready for the gospel. But Christians, instead of going, they hop around from one church to the other. In their minds, they are obeying God. And my simple understanding of English is 
go take a step to the places where the unsaved are and set them free. But what is happening? It's a cycle of disobedience. And we hope one day we will stand before God. And for some reason, God will suffer amnesia that day. Oh, oh, everything my friend is written. This young man who said, I won't go. He came to his senses. And another verse, another version says, he repented. He decided, no, 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 no. I cannot have a father. And blatantly, happily, willingly walk in disobedience. My father's field is my inheritance. My father's field is my food. If I work in that field, I honor my father. And then he changed his mind. He went. Somebody in this church must change their mind. Somebody in this church must decide to disobedient. I must change my ways. I must tell people about what I received. I'll give you a tip. Okay. Let me, let me just highlight this. When we go to tell people about God, there are two mindsets about what we're doing we should have. I agree you heard that the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are what? So when we go into that thing, we go with an understanding that it's a harvest field. Those of you who have testified, you've gone to someone yeah. How do you know that this God is alive? What can I do to be saved? Hey. And now we are, we feel like we feel you know what I'm talking about. If you have never done it, you won't know. Because the harvest is ripe. People are ready to receive Jesus. People have been disappointed. Disappointed. They, they went to church. Now they are disappointed with church. They want Jesus. Have you thought about it? People don't say Jesus hurt me. Who here has ever been hurt by Jesus? Because most of you, you know, I don't go to that church. Yeah, it's fine. Even if you don't go, how about going to Jesus? Because the harvest is plentiful. But the other side of the story, it's a war zone. Because the people you are going to preach to, 
The Bible says the devil has a legal right on them to blind them, to oppress them, to afflict them, even to possess them. So when you go there, you must understand you are going head to head with another kingdom. It is a kingdom versus kingdom. One has to eradicate the other. You you can expect war. So I I wanted to talk to you today about the opposition to evangelism. So where we read in Mark chapter 3, the Bible says he called them to be with him. In other words, Jesus has never asked anyone to go and preach the gospel without his presence and his power. Never. Go and read your Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 says, God is faithful who has called us to fellowship with his son. We are first called to his presence where we will be purified. Preaching the gospel and immorality don't go hand to hand. Because at one point, the things debated that are sitting in your life, they make the devil a shareholder in your life. The devil will allow you to speak the gospel, but he will not allow you to set the captives free. That is why Jesus, we know him. Paul, we know him. Who are you? Hmm. One lady answered Who do you think we are? Expose Because they incited you against God. You agreed with the devil, you sleep with the enemy, but then you, you go back, you want to cast him. Let's live right. When we deal with you, we just know that this one. When Jesus spoke about Nathaniel, he says, Here is a Jew in whom there is no guile, there is no deceit. When we come, they want to come to sing the worshiping team, but we are winning you slept somewhere you were committing adultery fornication you brought demons upon yourself now 
You easily walk straight if your li- your feet lying straight one after the other. Like I'm good like. Yeah, I get to like. I go to the market. for a change. You for for once. I go when the devil knows, when, Satan has, when he, he has run out of lies, he can go and get surplus from you. Go I know fornication. But when they came looking for fornication, they came looking the day Christ comes and he gives you what you deserve, that day you'll be shamed. Are we still there? So it's a war field. If you are not striving for purity, you are already defeated before you start. You understand? But let's talk quickly on the opposition. There's internal opposition that they bring, the enemy brings fear to you. Which means, as a child of God, to witness effectively, you must have a revelation of the spirit you have. I have not been given the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power of life. You must have a revelation of the position you hold. Because sometimes mututabauri. Hey, matibona tanketa. Matibona hano weta nix. If luenos nan totao. They're not gonna do anything to you if you don't have their things. But if you know your position, the Bible says you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far high above all principalities, dominions and rulers. You know what does that mean? Demons have hierarchies. There are demons over nations. Demons over cities and towns. Demons over villages. Demons over families and marriages. And demons over individuals. You understand? The Bible says you, your authority is high above even those over nations. 
But when you don't have that revelation, you won't understand. So what does uh, Romans 1 then 16 says? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. We have it is supposed, supposed to be what? Power unto salvation. In other words, the gospel must change the person inside and then change the atmosphere around them. But how does it do that? Yo, time is gone. Eh? Mara, I don't know whether you might. So this is how the gospel comes. In First Thessalonians, chapter 1 speaks of how the gospel came to Thessalonica. It says, our gospel came to you. Let me be, be reading it to you. Let the Lord confirm what he's saying. Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 1. Are you still there, Azalan? Are you still okay? Is someone repenting? Amen. Let now I repent. I'm going to repent. Now I'm going to And as a young person, I resolved. I get up on the floor. I am a jolo. Satan won't. And when I wanted to marry, my pastor told us, don't propose anyone unless you are willing to marry them. And after I approached my wife, in five months we were married. So I don't know this thing, Yalunaya, test driving. But not Chaisaka, your life, whilst they are busy test driving you. And because when you are a golf five, how about Chaisa? VW Traversa in City Golf six or seven, then they just replace you. I, I, I hope you get the point. I'm reading first Thessalonians 1, verse 4. It says, For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with what? With power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. You, you understand how the gospel must come? So now, Jesus, he called them, he gave them authority. The Bible tells us of his ministry. He went about in their villages and synagogues, preaching, teaching, healing, and casting out demons, and declaring, if you see me casting demons by the finger of God, then you must know the kingdom of God is amongst you. Okay, so let me try and summarize this idea. So which means, Bazaloni, when we go into a field of evangelism, whether we go or we don't go, there are two types. They are the disobedient and the ignorant. The disobedient, you, you heard, Abai. The ignorant, they go with immorality and sin. They go without an understanding that you shouldn't go 
without presence, purity, and power. So now, when we preach, because in our heads, the gospel is telling people about Jesus only. No, my friend, it's not that only. You had the elements of it. If God wanted you to tell people, why would he give you power for that? I agree you can be a, 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 a speaker. You do speak with people. Because it's a war field. The people that Jesus spoke to, the people that the, 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 the apostles spoke to, they were regenerated, but they were delivered at the same time. Because the power of God set them free from sicknesses and diseases. What are sicknesses and diseases? For the better part, other than the, your own recklessness, it is the case of the law and the demonic affliction. When you read the Bible, there's people who were blind, there's people who were crippled, there's people, you remember the woman who was bent over. And all these people, demons were cast out of them. I won't be able to finish what I want to say, but let me put it this way. So when you, you, you testify to someone, their agreement with what you are saying is not enough. This is what God told me when we were in Rwanda. I told you last week. That the fact that they have lifted their hands and what is not enough. Because they get regenerated. But the demonic afflictions and covenants upon them are the ones that need the power and the authority to be broken. Let me put it this way so that you understand. Is your body born again? Is your mind born again? Your spirit is born again. But demons have access to your body and your mind. That's why they can, they can put uh, suicidal thoughts. They can do this thing. This thing. They can afflict your body. That is why Jesus preached, healed them, and cast those demons out. That is why other people, other people it. They are born again. But they are still not delivered. And that's the gospel we have accepted. That is why Jesus said you will have power. Simon Simon <laughs> he got born again. But his mind was still trapped so much such that when he saw the power of God at work, guess what he said? He says, I want to buy it. So, can I assure you? And obviously some of you don't believe. Uh, what you believe at this point makes no difference. Because one day you will discover. There are people who are born again. 
who still hear demonic voices have demonic dreams have people and things sleeping with them at night you know why this thing is still available to the enemy this mind is still accessible and here's what you need to understand the covenants that were made on your behalf are a legal right of the enemy into your life until they are destroyed and nullified if they are not renounced they remain they are, because they are effective you know the heavenly places recognize covenant you remember the story of the gibeonites god said to israel do not make a treaty with them do not make any agreement treat them as enemies which means in the mind of God the Gibeonites are enemies of Israel the Gibeonites came and deceived Israel and then Israel made an agreement with them what did God say? Do not make an agreement, right? They made an agreement. Fast forward, many years later, Saul, who was king then, in his passion, he went and killed the Gibeonites. What do you expect God to do? Remember, they are supposed to be Israel's enemies, right? If Saul killed them then before there was a covenant, guess what? Israel was punished. Hmm? And then they went to God. They say, God, why? Why are we... And God said, no, 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 no. You made a covenant. So, hey, no, when they were busy, you remember again? Covenants were made. Libations, you remember? You know some of your great grandparents because Madimona work on contract. When we give you power, what will you give us? When you want a boy child, what will you give us? And your great parent, the demon said, refer to And your gogo said, Yes. Your kids won't get married. You can just go back into your family and just keep refer every five years. You must give us to us that in that house. Give us that the men or women don't reach 40. Give us a right of afflicting them with sicknesses. And then they go to the grave. Yeah, and you were born into it. And then, and then you get born again. But that contract is spiritually legal. 
until you, my friend, renounce it, break it out of your life. But now, how are you going to break it without the power? You think the demon will just go? You shall receive power. That's why power. Then you will be my witnesses. You will not only tell them, but by the power of the Spirit, they will be convicted. By the power of the gospel, they will be set free from demonic affliction. So this gospel is not just words. That's why you and I must fast and keep praying because we're dealing with hierarchies. They came to a man. His son was demon-possessed. And this person says, yes, I want to be born again. I've seen those things. And then you try to make a sinner's prayer. When you are about to say Jesus is Lord, you see a person. You've never seen those things. When you say, say Jesus is God. I see words won't matter this time. Everything you said about Jesus is true. But this thing won't say Jesus is Lord. What are you going to do now? We dust our feet. No! In this case, you don't dust your feet. In this case, you need the power. But when you get away from the presence of God, away from purity, and you thought it's just about convincing people, so we must change gears. Last week I told you that people, the churches have broken the ministry of Jesus into two. You have those churches that say, No, we we preach the word, the word, the word. It's about the word only. And then you have this other group. Don't fall into that trap. He preached, he taught, you cannot separate the word and the spirit because he confirms the word signs and wonders. So which means power is in the gospel. So let's not get used Bazalwane as Cosmos City Church. I think we had gotten to that place where we are now. I told you two years ago that God does not want us to be a preaching center. No. 
We are a kingdom people. A kingdom is righteousness, peace, joy, and Holy Ghost. The kingdom is power. The kingdom is freedom, is joy. The kingdom is the word of God. The kingdom is people being set free. And we must, from this day, embrace the idea that when the kingdom breaks into another kingdom, there's no order in war. You know, in war, there's strategy, but there's no order. I've never heard that. And those things were, when you were a baby, we agreed. In this war, everyone wants to replace the next. There's no treaty, there's no peace accord. I no agreement. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He does not have a negotiation team. So, what we need to be able to embrace is that the Holy Spirit will break into our mist like this and the war will ensue in a visible way mm. worship team the spirit of war when we sing we declare war how so be anything because we have come with what one thing war when we preach we preach for war so that it means now we are really engaging. How do people are to one Ashas, Ashas, repeat. I get you are in are you okay? okay? Let's pray. I just want us to pray right now. We all agree that there is no peace accord with the kingdom of darkness. So as we pray now, we pray that the Lord continue to manifest your power, expose the kingdom of darkness in our midst, and destroy the works of darkness. For this reason, the Son of Man was manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. Shall we pray? In the mighty name of Jesus, right now, Lord, we declare war and no peace with demonic forces that are gathered in this place. Those that have come to bring confusion in this assembly. Those that have come to bring sickness and disease. Those that have come to attack with all forms of demonic weapons right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We break their power. We nullify their works. We command them out in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of God that destroys the works of the enemy descend upon your people right now. And those that have come under the cover and the cloud of darkness, 
may they be exposed and be saved today in the mighty name of Jesus oh Lord our God how excellent is your name may your children walk in victory Lord where the enemy had taken ground we reverse his gains in the mighty name of Jesus Christ where the enemy God had perfected his strategies against the children of God we speak confusion in the mighty name of Jesus we destroy all those works oh father we speak right now the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness those that have been tormented by demonic spirits when they sleep they dream dreams dying eating dreaming dead people those that have been suffering limitations at the point of breakthrough we break the satanic forces that are released against them. those whose minds have become dull to the things of the spirit whose prayer lives are dead we pray revival over them in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Jesus 